go. A little double tap on this uh, drizzly morning. I don't even know what the hell day it is. Shit. All right, today's the 26th. The 26th of October, 2020. Pretty decent weekend. I hope you had a good one. I spent a lot of mine carving. Also with family. Doing a lot of cool family stuff. Had a pumpkin carving occasion. Made a beautiful pumpkin. Several of them. Put them on display. I took Lily's 92 pound champion win winnings pumpkin from Henning's Market and uh, I carved a big pumpkin cannibalizing a little baby pumpkin you've seen this design perhaps it's like <clears throat> one side of a pumpkin's mouth is full with uh, a, a little baby pumpkin with the, the note where the nose is the stem got a little kind of a freaking out frown looking face on the baby pumpkin and I put a little red food coloring on the gnarled teeth of the jack-o'-lantern show some drama there so it was cool started a fire carved some pumpkins we had a nice meal and largely had no commitments this weekend. On Friday night, we had a football game for my son. <clears throat> Just going to briefly cover how I lost my freaking bearing completely. Uncharacteristic of me, but I guess it's important to think about it and acknowledge it so I don't do it again. <clears throat> but I was pissed. I felt like I have justification. Anyway, here's the, here's a short story. Friday night game, 7.30, okay? After a long week and a, a long, busy Friday. <clears throat> I was looking forward to the game. I always love to see my son play and his team. But they, they're sucking really bad this, this season. They have one win, and, it's, and it was a forfeit. It seemed to be just a smaller kids, you know, they're the B squad, so junior varsity, I guess you you could call them, and they're, they're not playing teams on that level, I don't think, not only that, but they clearly don't have their shit together, yeah, the practices have been, have been once a week, and just frustrated overall for my boy, because I want to see him out there playing on a team that where everybody can contribute. Now, that being said, he's been dropping the ball a little bit himself. You know, he's, he's not playing his best football. However, as I've mentioned, nor is Carson Wentz or, you know, half of the NFL. They're not playing their best football. Injuries and all that, that's all happening on a microcosmic level here in Satterton, Pennsylvania, and also on the world stage, or at least the national stage, the NFL. So that being said, I'm the announcer. I, I enjoy being the announcer. I'm not intimidated by getting in front of people, grabbing the microphone, and giving a little play call. 
action. You know? But I have my process. Problem with this freaking with doing it is that with the COVID and with just a half-ass season, everything is falling apart, okay? Teen moms trying to get volunteers. Nobody volunteers for shit. So who winds up doing everything? The O-Bursts. Well, I'm going to be steady announcer, I, but then I get stuck up there with the clock, and the clock is, while not rocket science, it's something that, it's another task. It's something I'm untrained on and unfamiliar with, and basically I show up there, it's a pile of wires and a bunch of crappy equipment, none of it's plugged in, none of it's ready for showtime, like I'll be the guy in the microphone, but I, I don't, I'm not so savvy in setting all this shit up at the end of my work day on a Friday night, and so I, to add insult to injury, Nobody volunteered for the for the clock, so I'm on the microphone. I can't even speak out of that yet. They start playing the game, so my national anthem that I like to play, I wasn't ready to do that yet. They just proceeded. Finally get the mic up and running, and here's like three dads from the opposing team who, for our lack of volunteerism, they jump in there. I will help. And I'm thinking, uh, first of all, I'm very resentful. And I'm feeling like, just get the fuck out of here. You guys trying to mess with the clock. And then they're like, hey, you want us to take over? You want us to... And I'm feeling like like incompetent. But it's not my fault. Because the equipment's so fucked up. And the organization's so fucked up right now. These guys stayed. The one dude ran the clock. I guess he does it a lot at their home field. They were halfway decent guys. But then I felt just like shit because we weren't ready. So it sounds like a small thing, right? Well, magnify it when I've had a long, busy work day and just a stressful week. And I wasn't needing any extra bullshit. And it pisses me off. The team mom, whom I love... Her husband or some whoever had been accompanying me up there to run the clock. Now, he doesn't know how to do it. She tried and failed a couple times, so he stopped. I guess he decided he just wouldn't volunteer. He wasn't going to do that. Well, that's fine. I understand your frustration and you're electing not to do this task, but... That leaves me sitting up there as the only guy who's willing to to do a job and I've got this shit sandwich to take a bite of. Piss it just pissed me off, man. You know, and the notion that I might have to do that a couple more times. It should it wouldn't be the slightest problem, inconvenience for me. Just have my shit ready to go. So I was pissed the fuck off. I was pissed off because Sam's team sucking in the first place. And we got the last slot to play on a Friday night when I want my weekend to start. And then the shit just in disarray. It's in constant disarray with nobody taking ownership of the logistics. 
I don't know if that's a short story, but it's about as short as it gets. I flipped the fuck out. My wife made some comment to me about whatever. Next week, I said, don't sign me up. I'm done. <laughs> and I don't know. That sucked, right? So, I don't know if I should have yelled like that. I didn't yell at anybody, but I was venting. And I was pissed. And I think rightfully so. But it shouldn't have taken that much out of me. It was like the final recipient of my frustration for the week, you know? It's like that one thing, the the, uh, uh, straw breaking the camel's back, the final straw. The straw that broke the camel's back, that's what it was. This fucking stupid-ass announcer job. Anyway, I'm going to shift gears from that nonsense. Heading down to the office for my workday here, 26 October. I was listening a little bit last night to Terrence McKenna, man. This guy, you never... Never have listened to him. Go on YouTube and type in Ter- Terrence McKenna. This guy speaks in foreign psychedelic tongues about you know, big questions of life. Really smart guy. And uh, what's he saying? He says, Like it or not, we are the custodians of life on this planet. <coughs> Hand that off to somebody who thinks that climate change isn't real. You know? Like it or not, We are the custodians of life on this planet. In other words, we know better. We understand what we're doing. We understand that we are all the other life forms, all the other animals that we consider ourselves superior to. They were not the makers of all this machinery and the advancers of all this progress. This is human beings. And so, it is our responsibility to right the ship, to look out for um, our interests and the interests of the entire world, and to try to take care of it and preserve as much as possible the sanctity of this planet. He's talking about art. He says, art is about our coming out of the animalistic framework, breaking free and creating another world so that we were able to move out of like hunter-gatherer mode or even before that where we were literally animals just eating and reproducing and just trying to survive to okay now we've got now we've got some things figured out we've got fire we've got fire, we've got um, stone tools, and we've got metallurgy, we've got agriculture, we've got transportation means, we've got, uh, you know, so many different advancements that put us ahead of the pack. Well, that means that, well, uh, now we have some surplus time to actually... um, Build a better mousetrap. Find ways to innovate and hack our environment to change this world. You know, so art is our. It, it's symbolic of our ability to step outside of the uh, 
the basic just survival mode. And into a innovative world where now we're changing things. Our transformation from survival to thriving. It talks about uh, human beings as antennae, uh, and artists as antennae, antennae for things in the universe, energy, the resources of this world. Um, memes are the pre- precursors to two ideas. So just a little friggin' jot something down real quick. Uh, that's what a meme is, an image, text and an image. <coughs> Those are the precursors to true ideas, so they are really important memes think that Richard Dawkins coined the term. Finally, he says, humans don't remember where we came from. 25,000 years ago, we broke away and started rapid change. It's true. We really don't understand our history. Like as I feel like religion has poisoned the well as far as that is concerned. The notion that all this started a couple thousand years ago, 6,000, 10,000 years ago even, is it flies directly in the face of what we have, what we understand scientifically, which is that, you know, 25,000, 50, 100,000 years ago, we emerged, we broke free of our hominid ancestors. I mean, I just looked on Pinterest last night looking at Christmas, looking at anatomy stuff, and Christmas carving ideas. You ever see the different the the uh, the face and skull of like Homo sapiens, us, next to a an orangutan and a gorilla and all that. You ever see the difference in the brain case and the structure of everything? The transformation is clear, and the ancestry is obvious. So we we forgot that we we underestimate the value, the importance of that information, that we emerged not too long ago in history, and we started a process of rapid change. Lastly, he says, the Native Americans have a litmus test, does it help the children? And then think of the way that we regard nature does it help the children like you're looking out like entire society their litmus test is is it going to help us further our genetics is it going to help us thrive as a community is it going to help the youngest most vulnerable among us the children (coughs) and if it's not what are we doing (coughs) we're behaving as though we don't really care about the children and the children's future Anyway, that's just a couple uh, thoughts from Terrence McKenna as I head into work on a rainy Monday. I turn on my floodlights, I get everything ready, and ready to kick ass and take names. Okay, I'll talk to you guys later.